Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Inside My Man Godliness. Here we talk about faith, lifestyle and arbitrary issues. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Be prepared to be blessed, edified and probably laugh. If you're a returning listener, thank you for listening. Thank you for also letting your family, friends know about this show. Thank you for liking Thank you for just coming along on this journey with me. God bless you all. My name is Norm Ehoma and I am I am your host for the show. Yes. So how have you guys been? Hope you guys have been faring well and you've been doing good. We are almost um ending the month of October. I hope you smashed your goals for October if you have any and of course we are coming to the end of the year those things we wrote down at the beginning of the year i hope we've gone back to them to look at them again god will help each and every one of us amen amen i don't really have so much energy to push into today's episode but we'll make do with what make do with what we have so i want to tell you guys a story i remember back while I was in primary school, I was in primary six to be precise. As at primary five, I had some of my friends and colleagues who wrote entrance examinations and went into DSS one, but I could not. I had to. My my parents called my teachers and spoke with them, and they concluded that I was still too young to just enter DSS one, so I would have to do primary six. Um, I was smart, but I was not matured enough to enter gss1 so i did i entered primary six so while we were in primary six i remember the most of them entered my school my school had a primary school and a secondary school most of them went into my school secondary school so i remember a report coming to us one time during one of the terms in school of um and they came to tell us of how one of my classmates then in primary five that moved into just one put a needle on a chair oh my god was it a needle or a barrel i think a barrel on a chair and someone else came and sat on it and <laughs> it was it was crazy because how would you set barrel on a chair like the tip of the barrel that barrel the barrel ball, the barrel ink, a pointed part of the barrel. Someone came and sat down without looking. You know, the whole class turned upside down. Everybody was screaming. The whole school, because it was a critical issue. You have to rush that child to the hospital and everything. You have to start um, begging the child's parents that this is what happened and all. And of course, at that time, I was like, oh my God, such wickedness. What kind of evil is this? Who is this person that did this? How could he be so wicked? He was a guy. I also remember in my junior secondary school, I remember how a guy used viral to stab a fellow student in his eye. That guy had anger issues because at the end of the day, he was expelled from our school. Ah... God bless his soul. Reverend Father Macarius is dead now. He died this year. I remember him hearing the call and coming down all the way to school environment. And he, he started beating that guy because he was like, what do you want us to tell this person's parents? 
how would you use bio to stab a person's eye? I remember because I was in the sick bay that day and I saw that guy's eye swollen red. I mean, the eye is a vital organ in a person's body. Imagine damaging somebody's eye. What were you going to tell the person's parents that the person came to school and then his eyes became damaged? It, it was just so funny. And then we would shout out, oh, God forbid, what a senior, what a person, you know? I would cast this person such wickedness. These people are wicked. And so many funny, you know, statements that we made. And of course, we were thinking that maybe we were just better than these people because we did not exhibit such attitude. A lot of us are like that. And then entering into SS1, I got to another school. I entered the federal school. I got admission into a federal school in my SS1. And then I remember vividly on how there was a case in my class of how things were missing, money was missing. So, you know, feeling smart and quite a detective, feeling like, you know, we could solve crimes, I decided I was going to catch the thief. And I put a 200 Nero note inside one of my test books. I put it in my locker, you know, to search, to to catch the thief. I don't, I, I, I don't know how I felt that was going to work. But I came back to class just to confirm that they were still in my class, you know. When you reminisce and you think of all the things that you did in the past, you remember or you realize how foolish you were and how foolish your train of thoughts were. So, coming back to class after we had our lectures in our physics lab, I did not see my 200 naira. That's so why I confirmed, you know, that indeed there was a thief in this class and the thief was to be caught. So we analyzed, 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 searched or looked at one or two people's lifestyles, how they spent, how they did one or two things, where were they getting this money from. Forgetting that there were some people that their parents could actually afford, you know, whatever their children were spending, their parents could actually afford it. I don't know what really entered our heads that day, but at the end of the day, I and some group of my crime investigators drew a conclusion that it was someone in the class that was stealing and traced it to the person that was stealing because she was spending. And so I don't even, I can't really remember exactly. I think we did one, oh God, have mercy on us. We did one method like that where we wrote everybody's name in the class, you know, wrote it in paper and put it in a bowl of water. Just funny things we did. And finally, we came to, we drew a conclusion that it was that particular girl that was stealing. So that night, I arrived in the class during prep period. Our, our prep classes were, were the times where we would come to class to um, study our books. You know, if you, were bo- if you were a brother, you would relate. So we came to class and I announced to the class that finally, we have caught the thief. Who would it be? putting up tension in the air and everybody wondering, hmm, is it me, is it me? God, have mercy. Anytime I think of that, I'm like, Ioma, what really went wrong with your brain? But of course, a life without knowing who Jesus is in your life is a life of senselessness. So after prep, I told everybody to sit down and they listened, they sat down 
I was like, finally, we have caught the thief. And the funny thing was, I did not even put it as, okay, this is the suspect, or we are, we are suspecting this person. I put it out there that this is the thief. I put, put out that bump and I left the class that anything that wants to happen should happen. I didn't even have the liver to stay. So I announced the girl's name that, okay, this is the thief. You know, no proof, no evidence, no conclusion. We were 43 in number at that time in our class. 43 of us were there. This girl was just being embarrassed because of my funny conclusions, investigations. And I did not even know the impact of that thing I did until my SS3. When I found out that that girl never spoke to me for like I didn't know that that girl didn't speak to me she didn't speak to me for like two years and then I got to find out in SS3 that she didn't really like me because of what I did to her in SS1 of course who would like you for accusing them wrongly that day I even received reports in my blog that she was crying and our whole house girls because we had different houses in back then in school were shouting that who is that who accused that because she was crying because how would you call somebody's child that is eating comfortably and if she was in her father's house nobody would accuse her of such rubbish a thief and i got to realize in my ancestry that this girl hated me i tried all things possible just to win her love but it could not be won not after what i did and i i was so I was so, in, will I say, into myself that I didn't even realize that the girl did not like me till SS3. I did not apologize. I did not do anything. And when I began to think about this thing, it just made me realize that, really, what was the difference between me and those people that did all those things I mentioned earlier? I shattered somebody's confidence in herself. I shattered somebody's, you know, courage i shattered somebody's boldness if at all she was developing any i completely crumbled it i had the guts to call somebody that was feeding well a thief in the presence of people and at that point in our lives we were just getting to know each other so which meant that or which means that if at all anyone was trying to be her friend or she was trying to win the friendship of anybody everybody will be distrustful of her everybody will be wary of her no one wants to associate themselves with her because of the mind and because of the kind of seed i had sown into the hearts of everyone in the class it was distasteful in short <laughs> now that i think about it you know in in a, in real life scenario, if I do that kind of thing, they'll probably lock me up because I'm accusing somebody falsely without evidence. Who does that when I'm not Nigerian police that beats people to, you know, accuse them? But it was, it just made me realize when I was just thinking, I was brooding, it just made me realize that really, eh, we cannot really be good outside of God. You can try. You can see people and say, oh, this person, this person is wicked, this person is foolish, this person is this, this person is that. But you might not be exhibiting that thing in the light that they are exhibiting it. But when they come to another, um, another part of your life, they'll see that you, in that particular aspect of your life, you're actually showing foolishness.
You are really not good. You really cannot be good. You can try. You can put in effort. You know, maybe you can be good to somebody because they are being good to you. But when they stop being good to you, can you be good to them? Jesus said this thing in the scriptures when he said that we should be kind to everybody. We should be good to everybody. Because the pretenders, the hypocrites, even the unbelievers, they are good to those people that are good to them. But what will not differentiate us as believers is when, even when these people are not good to us, we can still be good to them. Now, I'm not putting it out there that this thing is easy. I'm not putting it out there that it is automatic. I'm just putting it that by with the help of the Holy Spirit, he can actually help us. He can help us. That's why he's the quickness spirit. He's the helper. He's the one that will help us. So it is about we surrendering our weaknesses to him and allowing him to brood over it and allowing him to work perfection in us, allowing him to work kindness in us. That's why kindness is a fruit of the Spirit, right? Everyone can be nice, but everyone cannot be kind. It takes a special level of grace. It takes a special level of the workings of the Holy Ghost to actually be kind, like to actually show kindness. It is not everybody that can show kindness. Everybody can be nice and all smiles. Everybody will be shining their um, their teeth, you know. But it takes a special level, you know, that the Holy Ghost has worked in this person's heart true and true for the person to be kind. And so, even being sensible, you know, there's this common sense here. Some people have common sense. But for your life to actually have a direction, a meaning, a, a sense of fulfillment, it, actu- it has to be in God. It has to be in God. Outside of God, you are just wasting time. You are just passing through time and you are wasting time. So, yes, you are good, though. You are, you are good to yourself and to maybe people around you. But is your good really registered in heaven? Does it really count? Is your good God? It is one thing for you to be good. It's another thing for that good to be God. In the sight of God, does he have a pass mark? Or you're just doing it for the people around you? And when it comes to God, it's like strange incense. It does not count. It is... It is. It, it it does not count. You know, it is futile. It does not have any meaning. It does not make any relevance where God is. So yes, I bring you, we all, you all, the word of the Lord today. That that good thing that you think you are doing, you are doing it for yourself. You are doing it for your family. Does it really count in the presence of God? If it does not count in the presence of God, it is what the Bible registers as dead works your work is dead you have to go to the lord and allow his spirit pass through your works revive your works you know let his spirit quicken your works let them become live unto him so that this this is what is known as a good and acceptable offering a good and acceptable sacrifice repent of your dead works turn away from them and allow the word the lord to begin to walk in you so that you begin to bring forth fruits and you begin to bring forth good works. So, thank you for listening and I hope you were blessed. God bless you and have a good time. Yes, remember we have a page on Facebook, Inside Life and Godliness. We have an Instagram handle, Inside underscore L-I-E-G. You can follow, you can like and please refer our links to your family, friends, loved ones. I hope you were blessed and have a nice day. Bye.